Hi friends, welcome back to the stories that write us. I am your host, Dre Pompeyant. And this week I'm a little late on putting out this episode because I have been living my life and that has looked a lot of different ways for me this week. Started off super strong with curl consultation that helped me get my curls back popping. Like they have not looked this fresh since I was a child. So I started out the week confident and then I took a super unexpected (laughs) plummet down into some really deep inner child wounding that I had not had to sit with for a long, long time. And such is eclipse season, loves to just bring that shit back from the past. As I discussed in last week's episode on shadows, it's like, who are you this time around? (laughs) And I'm not going to lie, like, I have been a fixer all my life. I was always praised for my ability to be really optimistic and to see, you know, the positive in every situation and what have you. And so my whole life, I didn't even really allow myself to experience my emotions because I was like, oh, well, I can just, you know, I should just fix it. I should just find a way to feel better, right? And this got exacerbated when I stepped into the toxic positivity bubble that I lived in for a long time where it was just like love and light and you know everything is just perfect and whatever and now I'm not even acknowledging the atrocities of the human condition right I'm not even allowing any of that to be there and when I'm not allowing any of that to be there I am subconsciously shaming and repressing aspects of myself. And so the question that's been coming up for me a lot this week has been, what if there is nothing that I have to fix? What if there is nothing that I have to fix? What if I get to just ride out this wave of emotion And that doesn't get to dictate who I am. What if any of these emotions that are coming up for me aren't actually really indicative of of who I am as a person? Because at this stage in my life, I understand that I am the observer of my thoughts, of my emotions. And so in those moments where I feel like I might drown in the intensity of the emotion, because that's always the fear, right? That's when the mind comes in and tries to control and fix and micromanage because I can't possibly be here. I'm going to drown. What if drowning is exactly what I fucking need? What if I need this death and rebirth to come out the other side as something way more fucking victorious? that is embodiment embodiment is not to love and light my way through life and to shun and push down and to look away from any of the so-called negativity (laughs) embodiment is to learn to integrate all aspects of my being and to love them all the same 
Last week I spoke about shadows. Shadow work has been one of the most important things in my entire life, but now here recently, reading the book Existential Kink by Carolyn Elliott has taken things to a new level for me of versus just accepting my shadows. What if I get to take pleasure in my shadows? And I don't mean like going out of my way to be a dick and like patting myself on the back for it, no. But in those moments where suboptimal thoughts or patterns or whatever come up, instead of trying to just fucking like, you know, smile my way through it and be like, oh, it's just, it's all perfect and I'm just gonna meditate. What if I just get to fucking be with it and find the pleasure in that? What if I get to choose to experience these emotions as pleasurable versus as painful? Because duality, right? Which is very much the state of this here 3D physical realm, which as much as a lot of us have tried to exist in the 5D, we're still here. We are still here. This is why I always say to people, like everyone's oming all the time. Everyone's om, like activating the upper chakras. Y'all, y'all gotta get lamming, okay? We all gotta get lamming more. Lam, the root chakra, connecting back to mother earth. We need integrated beings with our feet on the ground and our crown in the sky. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is important to connect up there. But one must maintain that, that integration, that rooted presence that is still here on this physical plane and that acknowledges all aspects of this human condition. That is how we change the world. So how do I start to make that change within myself? By not trying to fix everything all the time. <laughs> by not ignoring and pushing away these emotions that are guideposts. Emotions are energy in motion. Emotion just needs to be felt and moved through and out. As you can imagine, when I try to just shove it down, <laughs> Now I'm just pushing it into this little box and I'm creating more and more tension in my body and then eventually that manifests as disease. Whether it's of the physical body or of the mental space, that is how it all begins. It's all always stemming from a trapped emotion. So with this knowledge now, how can I continue to shame and repress these emotions? I can't, right? <laughs> I can't because I know that I'm hurting myself. I am harming myself. I'm causing myself harm. So how can I be this love and light leader who loves herself so deeply if I'm still shaming and repressing aspects of myself and causing myself harm? Now, I know that for myself personally, like I have never cried as much as I have in the last year. Like, <laughs> I cry all the time. I have cried many, many tears of joy 
those who know me know that I get very overwhelmed with, with emotion when I'm, you know, interacting with an animal or having a beautiful experience in nature, but also crying through the pain. And one of the things that almost always happens now when I just allow myself to go there, when I just allow myself to fucking just sob and get it out, is that eventually those tears turn into laughter. Why? Because that energy in motion, that emotion has been moved out and through, (laughs) moved through and out. Now the mind sometimes makes this difficult, especially with the conditioning of society. So I see it this way, right? The, the traditional default world, the like nine to five, like very in the box thinking world. It's very much a world of escapism, right? And repression. Don't feel your discontent. Don't feel your sadness. Don't feel your resentment. Just drink about it. Just shop about it. Just fuck about it. Just numb about it, right? And then on the other hand, there's like the, the spiritual community, right? Where it's like just the, the over-processing of everything all the time, where it's like almost like so much self-awareness that it kind of goes back into not really having self-awareness because it's like, oh, well, I'm feeling this and it's probably because blah, 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 right? And I have fallen so into that. I'm such a, a mind person sometimes <laughs> that Sometimes it's my greatest strength and sometimes I get trapped in there as I know a lot of us humans do because we've been so conditioned to glorify the mind and to not even give space for the heart to speak. What if what's coming up for me doesn't need to have a reason? What if the emotions that I'm feeling don't need to be processed to death and understood by the mind, right? That's what the mind's trying to do. It's just trying to understand and it's trying to present a solution. And while that's beautiful, that's not always helpful. I had a beautiful poet say to me many years ago when I was in Nicaragua at an eco-community, I voiced my opinion about something that she had not asked about. And she just looked at me and she said, Dre, your opinion is not always helpful. And those are some of the most beautiful words (laughs) that I ever heard because I get to say that to my mind all the time now. I'm just like, mind, thank you. You are such a powerful tool. I love you so much. You do so much for me. And also your opinion is not always helpful. (laughs) What's needed right now is not the micromanagement and the over fucking thinking and trying to rationalize things to death, right? Any time I try to do that, it gets so much fucking worse, right? Now I end up with this like restless, anxious feeling in my chest and I'm like, I can't find the solution because the solution does not live in the mind. (laughs) The solution does not live in the mind. And so the more that I can soften and surrender even into the discomfort of strong emotions, the more harmony I come into in my life of, I woke up, you know, I woke up feeling kind of down today. Let me not create a million stories around why I felt down. Oh, because this person said this thing to me and because, you know, this family member didn't respond the way I wanted and because like, mm. (laughs) right? 
What if I can just be like, oh, I'm noticing that I feel a little bit uh, discombobulated today. Okay, hi, feeling. <laughs> Good to see you. Thank you for being there. I know that I know that you were just a guidepost for me. And I know that I don't need to always understand you. You get to be there. It's okay for you to be there. Hi, sadness. It's okay for you to be there. Hi, resentment. <laughs> Hi, fear. It's okay for you to just be there. You get to just be there. More times than not, what is coming up for us, these emotions, are just things that are being triggered or activated from our past. But we are not those people anymore. I am not my child self who felt really wounded by a certain thing. So maybe that emotion is gonna come up, but what happens when I create the story of, oh, well, that's because of that time that that teacher told me, like, right? Yes, important to understand where the, the triggers and the traumas may have come from. And then once I understand them, I can start to move past them. Because if every single time that one of these emotions comes through, I'm just reinforcing it back with all of the reasons why it like makes me who I am, then I get into this like feedback loop, right? I get into this self-fulfilling prophecy of, oh, I am a victim, I am a victim, and so this is just gonna keep happening and this is just gonna keep happening. And all of these times that that happens, so now it's just gonna keep happening versus like, okay, hi emotion, I see you, I understand <laughs> that it's challenging. And also you get to be there. It's okay for you to be there. I promise you, as scary as it can feel, <laughs> one's ability to simply just be with the emotion, holy fuck, <laughs> holy fuck, hi anxiety, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being there. You know, I don't always I don't always enjoy you, but I allow you to be there. You get to be there. It is safe for you to be there. And it's like a fucking huge burden is lifted. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect at this all the time. I literally spent nearly 3 days just like trying to fight off my emotions, trying to fight off my emotions, trying to do all this shit to make myself feel better when all I really needed was to have a fucking cry about it. And I cried about it and then I felt amazing. <laughs> because it's all inner child shit. When that original trigger was born, what little five-year-old me wanted to do was just cry. And maybe she wasn't allowed to cry about it. And all she needs is to cry about it. When I feel anger, hi, <laughs> hi inner child, I, I see you. I can see that you're feeling really, really angry. What do you need? What do you need? I need to go to the forest and scream. Perfect, let's fucking do it. Let's go to the forest and scream. Half of the time though, like when you just ask the inner child what is needed to move through the emotion, it's gonna be something kind of fun. <laughs> Like my inner child is often just like, I want to stop staring at this fucking computer. Like I just want to go play. I just want to go play. And then I go play and I'm 10 times more inspired after. But it always comes from dropping out of the mind that's like, ugh, why can't I focus? Why can't I get over this thing? Why does this keep coming up for me? 
right? I'm never going to get there. The answer doesn't live there. It lives in my heart. It lives in the whispers of my inner child. She's always, always going to tell me, I just want to fucking play. I just want to dance. I just want to chill. I just want to sing. I just want to scream. I just, re I just need to cry. I just really want to cry. And so versus shaming my adult self for even having these emotions, as I've done for many, many years of my life, even this earlier this week, <laughs> I can just hold my inner child through it because it's a lot easier to have compassion for a child, which I know still lives inside of me. We lives inside all of us. We're all just wounded children in adult <laughs> bodies stumbling our way through life with all of our wounds and all of our triggers and all of our traumas. And all we need is to feel safe to be as we are. Why is it the most healing thing in the world, right? So as I said, humans, we've been conditioned to try to fix everything all the time. And so that friend, that poet who told me, hey, Dre, your opinion is not always helpful. Why? Because what she was going through didn't need to be fixed. She did not want to fix the situation. She just wanted to be listened to. And is it not the most powerful and healing and transformative thing when a friend simply hears you and listens to you? There is an enormous difference between someone listening to you with the intention of fixing your problem versus somebody listening to you just to witness you exactly where you're at. And you can do that. We can all do that for ourselves. And that has been my week. Like I said, sitting with the question, what if there is nothing that I have to fix? I'm not a fucking car or like a chair or an object. I am not broken. I am literally this like infinite being made out of stardust <laughs> who has chosen to incarnate upon this planet to experience all the ins and outs and ups, downs and arounds of the human condition. And so instead of putting labels on different experiences, you're good and you're bad and I want you and I don't want you, what if I just allow it all to fucking be? That does not mean to be passive in my life. It's the opposite. My ability to surrender into the duality of my existence is my ability to transcend the duality of my existence and to come back into that space of tears become laughter and death becomes rebirth and dark becomes light always always but only if it is allowed in thank you for being with me today friends your listens mean the world to me and shares are also very, very appreciated. It is how I get my work out to the world. And one final thing that I'm desiring to speak into today, which feels a little bit edgy, but it's not just for myself, but for the collective. Now, one of the things that I have been working through this week has been releasing the shame around desiring external validation. 
So for a big part of my life in my teens and my early 20s, I was super fixated upon external validation and I went looking for it in all of the wrong places. And I came to really resent this part of me because it wrecked so much havoc on my life. But I'm not that person anymore. And recently I've noticed there's still so much shame around even desiring to hear like, hey, you did a good job, right? And at this same time, I'm seeing so many of my loved ones step into their power and speak their truth from a place of deeper authenticity. And more times than not, when I message one of those people and say, hey, I see you, thank you for speaking your truth, that really landed for me, they're like, oh my God, thank you so much for saying that. It felt really edgy, it was scary, I thought about deleting it. And it just made me soften into this compassion of, as humans, we're social creatures and it is completely normal to want to hear that our work is, is resonating with others. And so my invitation for you is that if any of this lands for you, to let me know, to let me know. And not just on my work, but anything that, that you're taking in from, from anybody. It's so easy to assume that, oh, that person already knows that you know they're crushing it or they already, they know that I love what they do or whatever, but so often we don't because at the end of the day, we are just little kids walking around in adult bodies trying to impress mom and dad right and to hear a voice outside of ourselves say like hey i see you <laughs> you're on the right track kid keep on going is truly truly powerful and it's not from a place of neediness but from a place of just softening into the fact that we are here to to elevate and uplift one another and that is a beautiful 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 thing and so i've committed to making sure that i'm doing that for for anybody who I see really stepping into their truth, for anything that, that really resonates with me, just reaching out to that person and being like, hey, I see you, thank you. And that's how we elevate the world. I love you.